Hello and welcome to New England Beer Reviews, Episode 8, Pie Anyone? I'm TJ Davis alongside Emily Schick and Chris Campbell as always. How are you guys today? Hey, pretty good. I'm pretty good. I mean, that's good to hear. I'm doing slightly shitty, not because Prince Philip died, because, like, <laughs> fuck that ghoul. But be- because DMX died, and yeah. you know, I- I'd say let's pour a little out, but as the drunk, that is alcohol abuse. So, mm. <clears throat> shall we hop right into our group drink? Yeah, yes, uh, we shall. If you c- couldn't tell by the random title of Pie Anyone, we are drinking a foundation brew called Pie Anyone. So, everyone ready? Yes. Three, yep. two, one, crack. Huh. Hit myself in the face with beer again. Oh, good job. In my face. In my face. <laughs> well, I can tell you already, I like the color and the smell. Mmm. Has a great smell. Oh, yeah, no, that lime really comes through. All right, so so you know what Pie Anyone is. It's a key lime pie beer that also features graham cracker, lime, vanilla extract, brown sugar, cinnamon, nutmeg, and milk sugar. Oh my god. That is amazing. Oh my god it is. And it tastes like key lime pie. It really does. Like a slightly it it really like the, does. The, the the tartness really contributes to that. I really taste the the um the graham cracker and the vanilla. Yeah. They used a good quality vanilla. Oh yeah, no, this is not like your shit vanilla extract that you wrap at the grocery store. This is like extract of vanilla. Mm. Yeah, no, like I, I've i done, I know more about vanilla extract now that I needed to replace mine and ended up buying the Ugandan one instead of the, the uh, bourbon. <laughs> and yeah, no, the Ugandan one is amazing. This beer is amazing. Nothing's too overpowering. Yeah, this beer this is amazing. Beer's fucking delicious. Yeah. The, everything the hops, in it is just so balanced and complimentary yeah. of everything else in it. Yeah, the hops don't get, get in the way of the pie taste whatsoever. Well Yeah, it makes it's probably dry aged hops or something. Hmm. I mean, it, they, it, it's it, it's Vienna. So Vienna uh, is essentially oh, there yeah. just to be like as a hop, but without mm-hmm. much profile or character. That's why, like, so many, like, Pilsners will end up using Vienna hops in there, because they want more of the other flavors to come through within their malts, instead mm. of just, like, BAM! Hop! <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, it works. Good job, Foundation. Yeah, no. I mean, I'm not really that surprised with it coming from Foundation. Wow, we're all classy motherfuckers today. We're all actually drinking out of glasses. Wow. Yeah. Wow. But yeah, Foundation (laughs) is a brewery that I find, I well, I found to be somewhat hit or miss kind of early on. Um, But I think Oh, as they've grown older, I think that they've really honed their craft a whole lot more. Yes, they've really matured. I'm not really... Uh, well, I'm not really, like, disappointed with anything that I have from Foundation these days. But, like, when they were first starting out, they didn't really know how to balance their flavors as well. Mm. Yeah. 
Um, speaking of foundation, so Chris hasn't had this yet, but TJ and I had the foundation Let's Do Brunch. Oh, um, yeah. The uh, it It's like a maple, French toast, whatever, uh, milk stout. And Ooh. it... Yeah, it was, golly gee, it's the kind of thing you'd want to drink at breakfast. And mm. it was just as good as the Funky Buddha ones. Yeah. Fight me. No, I, I wouldn't fight you on that, because having had both, I think that this is still in line with like how good the Funky Buddha ones were. I wish that I could remember that one from fucking Beat Hall. Like, Grim, maybe? Yeah, Grim, Grim probably. Grim probably did something like that. They have a tendency to do cool, fun things. But, like, that was just totally blown out, because it was, like, a fucking 17%, and you could, mm. like, taste the booze on it. Mm-mm. Yeah, screw no, that. No, it was a toppling Goliath. That's what it was. Hmm. Okay. That's yeah, such a high I, I know, uh, like, Morning Glory, maybe? Something like that? But hmm. it was good, but boozy as fuck. Yeah. So speaking of stouts that are too boozy, um, TJ and I also had Holy Donut Dark Chocolate Toasted Coconut from Lone Pine. Yeah. And I remember liking it, but I- I'm with you. Like, it was a bit on the boozy side, and hmm. not all of its flavors came through as well as you would have wanted them to. Yeah, like for for reference, I gave that one a four point two five, which is really not bad at all. But I think that you know, like the but the let's do brunch, I gave a four point seven five. So I think that yeah, I think that the flavors came through well. I think it was just a bit too boozy. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know, like between that and the Choco Tuesday, I'm not sure that I'm going to be like running towards Lone Pine for stouts at any point soon. Yeah. I'm not saying that Lone Pine is bad. I've had a lot of stuff from them that I like. It's just that both of those stouts were not like they weren't full misses. Again, 4.25 is not a bad rating, but like, yeah, I mean, I gave that holy donut a 4.5 myself, but like, I see your complaints about it being too boozy because it was a fucking 10.5, you know? Mm. Yeah. And like, that's the thing is it's, it's, it's less the flavor profile and more the fact that their stouts tend to be such high ABV that like, you can't disguise the booziness real well. Hmm. And like, that's just not a thing that appeals to me. It's not like a thing I want to buy a four pack of, you know what I mean? Whereas, like, the the Let's Do Brunch, which was, let's see what the ABV is on that. That's a 6.3. Like, that's most, I, you know, New England-style yeah. IPAs and things like that. Like, that's very doable. Like, I could, I could, I would absolutely buy a four-pack of that and drink it. Um, yeah, I don't think that I could do a four-pack of that and drink it all at once, though. Just because, mm-hmm. it, it, oh, personally, yeah. for me, it starts getting very heavy and syrupy. Once you start getting into like the second or third one. But most of the time with anything that's like 9% or above, I'm probably like, I'll be excited to try it, but I won't necessarily be excited to have it again. Right. Oh man. Do you remember the days of, uh, what was it? Fort from Dogfish Head? They're like, Oh God. Yep. That raspberry one that was like way too astringent and like 
17 or 18 percent yeah like Mm. i I like that dogfish head did open up the door for a lot of breweries to end up trying like higher abv beers and ultimately doing it better than some other places were doing it but i mean like goddamn like that the raison dextra the 120 minute ipa that if you had more than one your taste buds were just fucking toast for the rest of the night yeah i mean there was a there was that period what like probably 15 ish years ago where maybe even 20 years ago at this point where there was just this massive not quite 20 but yeah the like the dick measuring contest of how you know, big how, can you make your beer? <laughs> yeah, how how no how alcoholic can you make your beer? Yeah, like don't and, you remember and still the, make it beer? <laughs> yeah, well, Brewdog made one that was like essentially hard alcohol. Like, didn't they make one that was like forty percent or some shit? I don't think it was that high, but it was damn near there. It was like a thirty-five, I think. Yeah, something like that. And, God and damn. it was like, what the fuck is the point of that? Yeah. And it's not, I don't think it was like Utopia where it's meant to be like sipped lightly, like treated huh. like a cordial or something. It was meant to be like drunk like a beer. And it's like, yeah, wow. like I think it came in like an 8.4 ounce bottle, but even still, like 8.4 ounces within regular beer drinking time, you're like hammered off that one. Right. Yeah. I mean, even TJ uh, might be Utopia. Off that that was uh, Sam Adams, right? Yep. That that was their yeah. like super high class, like you're mostly paying for the bottle with its price beer. Hmm. Yeah. Did they? I want to say that they. I want to say they still make it. Um, I, I've had a couple of encounters with Utopia. I've definitely had it. Um, had a pour of it somehow. I don't remember where or how. Oh, we we've had it at. A beer fest. Okay. Yeah. Um, like, like they had, like Sam Adams was there and was doing like, you know, one ounce pours of it. And it was like, yeah. fuck it. I'm not like, we're not going to pay, you know, a hundred plus dollars for a beer. <laughs> so if we're at a beer fest and can try it, we might as well actually try it. And right. honestly, yeah, it was, it was like drinking a brandy. Yeah. Um. And I actually, the other thing that I liked was, Moonlight Meadery used to do a couple of. Oh, I, they, I miss they still Moonlight. Do, the, do they still exist? I think so. Um, they they do uh, a Utopia barrel. They did two Utopia barrel aged meads. They did one I think called Utopian, and then they would do one. So after the Utopian came out of the barrel, they would put another batch of mead into the same barrel. So like that second aging in that barrel, I think that one was called Temerity. And uh, I bought the. I feel like it I, should I, have been called dystopian. Yeah, that would have been awesome. But like, I think I I bought. I remember having a bottle of Temerity, and you know, it was like the the barrel and like the the yeast in there, like was just. It made it nice. It was funky. I, I think I aged that one for a while. That mm. might have been one of the things that we drank at the. Let's drink all of the beer in Emily's mm. basement before we move. Thing. I think that was. Damn, that was a good party. We should dig out the picture from that party of just, like, the spread of beer. Yes. Because, like, that spread of beer we'll never see again. <laughs> oh, hell no. It's like, it was it, it was massive. And yeah, I had a bunch of stuff that was, I was, like, cellaring for 
like gears in, in some cases. And well, and it, like that was when you were going to Redstone Liquors uh, in Reading. No, uh, Stoneham. It Reading Redstone Liquors in Stoneham, Mass. Hey, <laughs> Kamal, you want to give us some free beer? We'll give you free plugs. <laughs> Yeah, right. Oh, there's also a location in Andover now if you're further north, but I've never been to it. But no, Kamal is amazing. I actually ended up going in there for something sometime in the last year and ran into him, which was wonderful. I, I always loved seeing him. He's he's great. He, you know, always remembers me, you know, gives me good suggestions. Like it's a it, it's a business worth supporting if you're north of Boston. And he does have this strange ability to get a lot of stuff from out of state that typically other distributors do not get in state. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they also do a lot of like, there are a lot of different like brewers and distillers who will do customs for like, what was, what was it? Bloodstone? Oh shit. Um... Like the night shift. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it might have been Nightstone. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> yeah, might have been Nightstone. I don't think I don't think it was as cool as Bloodstone. I would I would remember a name that metal. Um, yeah, I mean uh, a name like Bloodstone is pretty damn metal. I can see it <laughs> being a a red velvet stout. It wasn't though. Oh, I it know, just- I know that wasn't. But like with a name like Bloodstone. You're right. either a red velvet stout or you're uh like a fucking red ale with iron shavings inside of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so a fancy robot beer? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Or if you're chronically low I'll, on I'll, iron. I'll get Bender right on that. Yeah. So hey TJ, should we run through the other beers that we've had over the last week or so? Oh, you guys yeah. have been busy. Um, so so this is actually going to be a surprisingly beer heavy episode of New England Beer Reviews. Fucking Ooh. weird, but right. A- Emily and I over the last like week and change have had a lot of beers because we hung out one day. And then we went to like a gathering for friends that was outdoors and we're all, you know, most of us are currently fully vaccinated, if not on our way to being fully vaccinated at that party. So we weren't doing it irresponsibly. Nice. And but we, were we also outside. had like a lot of beers. Yeah. Bonfires rule. Yeah. Um, bonfires my, are I have, awesome. I mean, I have my fr- like fire's just cool in general. Oh, fire's great. I have my first vaccine appointment next week. Woo! Yeah, my I have my second on Monday, so woohoo! Nice. And in a matter of seven days, I will be considered fully vaccinated because awesome. I had the one shot, and they told me it takes twenty eight days to take full effect. Twenty eight days later. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty eight days later. So one week from now, I will be infected with a rage virus <laughs> and start the apocalypse in uh location undisclosed. <laughs> I will have to come kill you while bawling my eyes out. I'm Aww. sorry. But, but if he's a zombie, I'm killing him. But, I'm gonna be upset about it, but, but I'm gonna like, kill him. But anyway. like there's still there's still that part in the back of your brain where it's gonna feel very cathartic, like, yes. 
I can finally murder you. (laughs) (laughs) Aw, but all my my murdery instincts went away when I stopped dating you. Oh. Well, (laughs) then, if a zombie apocalypse is coming, Em... (laughs) <laughs> you could pull a Shaun of the Dead and just keep keep zombie TJ in the shed or something. Yeah. That's true. Yeah? Um, al- yeah, but also- I just constantly break my glass pipes while I'm trying to, like, zombily <laughs> pack a ball. Mm. <laughs> so, also, just random shout-out to, like, all of the random shit that I check in at when I'm at your place. Like, Let's see. It, it, that day, I checked into Wayne's World, Cockburger, uh, <laughs> Humping Dog, Pet Cabaret. <laughs> um, anything else? No, I just it pecked, the the kind of repeats of those. But like seriously, I I I I will find. That's one of the things that's fun about checking stuff in in the city is like you can find all this random crap that people have created, and it's like I'm gonna check into that. Man, mm. I'm just disappointed that the Black Jesus statue doesn't have a check-in location. Because I, I would it, just always check in as that. I thought it did, and we, it just doesn't show up most of the time. Oh, huh. maybe that's the thing. Um, I don't know. I still need to, like, I think you can still create locations on Foursquare that will then end up showing up in Untapped. It's, I think it's stupid that I can't just, like, create a location in Untapped. Right. Yeah, it is dumb. So, other things that we've had, uh, Creatures of Magic from Burlington Beer Company, which is an IPA. Uh, it was very tasty. Uh, also had a really sweet label. Um, Mosaic, Simcoe, and Econaut. So, like, I liked it. It wasn't my favorite by them, but, like, again, 4.25 is, like, no, I did not hate that at all. Um, we had a couple of graft ciders. Do we... Uh, that's New York. We're not yeah, allowed to talk to about yeah. New York yet until we finally decide uh, we're going to start talking about New York. But well, yes, Graft, so if you enjoy ciders, is a very tasty cidery that cider, cideria, uh, cider house rules um, yeah. out of New York. And most of what they make are sour ciders. It's all they make. Oh, it's mm. all they make. All they make are sour ciders. Sours and wilds, yeah. Like, we had green as gold in field day, and I enjoyed both of those. So, going back to New England beer. Uh, Cellar Echoes from Definitive. I thought that was very solid. Oh, didn't you, like, skip over some stuff? Um, I skipped over some stuff that's definitely... Yeah, I skipped over some stuff that's definitely not New England. That's why. Mm. Ah... Like not re- even close. It's not even like yeah. Yeah, New York kind of counts. It's not even close. Hmm. Um, I really liked Cellar Echoes. So that was what a Deepa. Yeah, I really liked it. Oh, yeah, a, uh, I think yep. all of us enjoyed that. Then, like, yeah. honestly, I think the next one we're going to talk about, I enjoyed more, and I think Emily enjoyed more as well. Apparently, Linker. I never checked in Cellar Echoes, so I should probably do that at some point. But like, mm-hmm. I like the hops in Cellar Echoes. Like, I enjoy yeah. Mosaic. I enjoy Simcoe. Mm-hmm. I, I Simcoe still, is not one of my personal favorites. I mean, it's not one of my favorites, but like, hey, Simcoe is probably like top ten or fifteen hops for me <laughs> because it, you can name that many, and that's on that list. So, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, I'm not as aware of how 
uh, doing a cryo treatment on the hops ends up altering its flavor. Hmm. Like, uh, I'm curious I mean, to learn more about that. I, 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 I would need to read more before I could give you a better explanation. But if I remember correctly, it basically just punches up the flavor. Like, I don't know if you're familiar with like the process of doing like a, a live resin versus like a normal extraction for like marijuana concentrates, but you know, they, not at all. They, hmm. So they, they flash freeze the, the marijuana and then they make it into a concentrate from there which mm. preser- preserves more of like the terpenes and stuff, which makes me wonder if that's sort of how cryo works. Cause cryo would imply freezing to me. Right. Well, yeah. Like, so it, it makes it, me like, wonder if cryo hops flat- are usually like flash frozen. I'm guessing usually using like nitrogen or something and then mm. like smashed into a powder. Mm. Yeah. I think that's essentially what it is. So I think that the idea is that you're preserving more of the terpenes and all of the, uh, Volatile compounds. I think that's the concept. All right. That makes sense to me. Yeah. And um, welcome back to Science Talk. Matt. Our resident scientist, Emily Schick. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's me. Anyway, um, <laughs> Roving on. Jewel by uh, Battery Steel. I fucking love that. It's an oat IPA. I hmm. haven't had a whole lot of those. Um, I I loved that. I thought that the... Like the oat in there really gave it added to that kind of, you know, creamy mouthfeel, very smooth, very easy drinking, like good on you, battery steel. I, I am enjoying pretty much everything I've had from you so far, and I'm excited uh, to try yeah. more. No, oh, bat- and- battery steel is definitely one of those breweries to like keep on trying their stuff because I, I agree with you. Like the roving jewel was friggin' delicious. Like the yeah. oat gave it this huge creaminess and it was, oh, it was good. I, I love that we're moving our way through the breweries in that industrial area in Portland. Like, mm-hmm. you know, today we're drinking foundation. We always drink definitive. We've had a bunch of battery steel and Chris, I still need to give you the Austin street that I bought. So yeah, probably coming up this weekend. Um, anyway, so other things. Oh, Hassat. Hassat. Like, Hassat was fucking delicious. And I, mean, and I, get- I know that we're, like, trying to get away from just saying, oh, it's fucking delicious. But, like, it's a collab between Definitive and Mortalis. Ooh. And it, it fits into, like, what Mortalis does a whole lot more. And it's those, like, really fucking thick, smoothie uh, sours. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's a little bit less, like, again, you still need to try some of the stuff that Definitive comes out with. It's the stuff that Definitive is, is like, tap only or crowler only is uh, thicker, hmm. um, much, much thicker than what they usually have. But um, this one was a sour IPA with blackberry, raspberry, peach, vanilla, and lactose. And, like, oh. Oh, my man. fucking God, it was out. You had that. Oh, did I? Yeah, you totally did. Oh. I mean, in theory, because... Uh, yeah, you totally did. Hmm. Uh, you gave it a 4.5, Chris. Oh, you had it at a yeah. rehearsal studio. Oh, Back yes, on February 24th. So yeah. it's been a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we, we hung on to that for a bit. Yeah. Um, I, I, like, 
the the only reason I didn't give it a five is that like I don't think that the IPA component of that came came through very well. I was no, thrilled. I loved the way the beer tasted, but like I did not like it. Didn't most taste the, like an IPA. It it tasted of, like a smoothie sour ale. Yeah, and like so, for instance, we had uh, the last can of that we had of Dazzle that night, and mm. Dazzle reminded me that like the sour IPAs that Definitive comes out with usually do have at least some hop character to them. This one did not, and I'm not, again, I'm not complaining. I thought it was fucking awesome, but, like, yeah. And also, it, uh, yeah, it's, we, it was amazing how we let a couple other people try it, and people were like, can I, can I just, can I have more? Can, mm-hmm. I, can I have the rest of it? Nope, we have one can. You got to try it. Here's another little bit. That's it. It definitely was a crowd pleaser of a beer. Oh, mm. it absolutely was. And then the last two beers we had that night were Galaxy Pulp Daddy by Greater Good, which... Like, it was good. It wasn't I mean, I ga- bad, but, like, it, I ga- it's kind I gave of it the same. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I gave it a 4.25, mostly because... Not because I actually liked it that much, but more because I didn't I didn't think it deserved having its rating lowered because its average rating is a four point one one. So mm. giving it a four would have technically lowered the rating, and I didn't you know I don't feel like it deserved that. But I'm not sure that I would otherwise have given it a a four point two five. I've had a number of things from Greater Good, and I think that generally speaking, their stuff is a little bit of a miss for me. I appreciate what they do, but I think that their stuff comes off as a lot more boozy than I want it to. I completely agree with you. Like nothing that they do is inherently bad that they are like good and successful with everything that they're trying to do with their beers, but it doesn't mean that their beers are to to our palates. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I I would say it's a so I think if I recall correctly, Greater Good yeah, Imperial Brewing Company. They only do dip a Imperial IPAs mm-hmm. or whatever style they're they're tackling. And based so, out there in Worcester. Yeah, mm-hmm. for for context, this is an eight it was an eight percent and like it tasted boozy at eight yeah. percent. Usually I don't really start getting even close to tasting boozy until like 9%. Even I thought they tasted boozy and like, I'm a drunk. All right, Emily, we're Mm -hmm. holding up glasses. Yep. Drink, drink, drink. Sip, sip, sip. (laughs) (laughs) Yay. All right. Done. Round two. Jam packed again from Foundation. It's a berry cherry whip. So Ooh. yeah, so it's got a black currant, <laughs> blueberry, cherry, vanilla, and lactose. <laughs> Although this is a bit bigger because it's an eight percent. Ooh! All right, three, two, oh, oh, yeah, oh. no, no, we, we fucked it. Somebody up. started. Me, I, I started first. <laughs> Oh, the smells oh, great. TJ. Again, I, I love this color. Yeah, I was pumped to try this because the That's My Jam series is, you know, interesting. This is just like the amped up version of it. 
And wow, that is dark. So this is an imperial tart fruit ale. Black, so it, like the, it's a little bit bigger. Like I think the eight percent is bigger than the That's My Jam series mm-hmm. as well. Oh my god! Ooh, I'm really getting a lot of blueberry. It's definitely not what I would call sour, though. Like no, it is. Like it's got I, I can, tart. I, yeah, I would I concur call that they sour. call it tart. Yeah, yeah. very fruity. Hmm. Low carbonation. Mm. Um, more or less opaque, actually. Yeah, like it is much. essentially I hold opaque, it right up but to, like it looks but, like a, a nice Shiraz. Mm. I was gonna say if I hold it right up to the light, I get a nice red glow from it, but you can't see shit through it. I can definitely taste. I think it has too much vanilla. Yeah, I I'm not hating the vanilla. I think that they use a good quality vanilla, and I'm. Like, I'm a sucker for vanilla. It's the reason that, you know, I, th- I think most people think I'm boring because I'm like, I like when my cake is, you know, vanilla cake with vanilla frosting, but that's because I love the fucking flavor of vanilla. <laughs> vanilla is, vanilla should not be synonymous with boring. Right. Or, you know, like, because, you know, everybody knows, like, you know, oh, vanilla is, you know, this person's vanilla in the bedroom. It's like, no, vanilla in the bedroom just tells me that you have, like, good taste. You have. You know, I, like we, a we should change palette. it. We should change it to like this person's white bread in the bedroom, right? Mm-hmm. That person, marble rye. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah! Oh, I'm a pumpernickel in the bedroom. Oh, <laughs> I don't think you should tell people that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably not. I'm a jalapeno cheddar bagel baby. No. Got that spicy in there. Yeah, I get a lot of the vanilla on the on the exit on the on the back end, but yeah. I kind of like it because it, it yeah no it, it, it adds that it's whip aftertaste. Taste. It, yeah, yes, all right, that's all right. exactly what then, it is. Yeah, is it- I agree. Yeah, you want that like sweetness on the backside. For me, I, I'm not a huge fan of sweet, so mm. uh, my taste buds just really get a lot of like ooh sweet vanilla after everything goes down. Well, right. that's the thing is the vanilla itself is not what tastes sweet. It's it's the lactose and the fruit that's actually making it do that. Like vanilla, vanilla. If you if you try or smell vanilla extract, it doesn't really taste or smell particularly sweet. Like it objectively, it doesn't. But like it doesn't. It, like your there's some part of your brain that connects it with sweet. Because that's the only place you ever encounter vanilla is mm-hmm. in sweet foods. Mm. So, like, I don't know. Maybe try to find a savory recipe that includes vanilla. I've never tried that. I've used I've used all kinds of typically sweet ingredients in savory recipes, like maple or chocolate. But I've never tried vanilla in something. Um, I think that you would be better off with like roasted beans that you then use to add to something instead of using like an extract to or using the correct extract so like so the universal vanillas for baking like if you if you're not looking for a specific application you're usually looking for either um madagascar bourbon or ugandan they do have definitely different flavor profiles but both are you know pretty universal and my guess is like this 
I, I would point this at being probably closer to one of those or just like a sort of blend. Um, but you could, I would say if you were going to put it in a savory context, I would probably be doing it with like Mexican vanilla. Because mm. that tends to have like a little bit more of a natural, like almost spicy quality to it. Mm-hmm. So. No, I never again, thought I about like using or Mexican vanilla for that. Or Indonesian. Indonesian has the same sort of like spicy quality. I've never, I've never baked with either one of those, mind you. Um, I my experience is very limited, but like now I kind of want to buy all of the vanillas and just try them. I just don't know that I bake enough to justify that. Blind vanilla taste test. <laughs> mm. And it turns out that Tahitian is meant for things that you're doing cold, so you shouldn't. So if you're baking the thing. Don't put don't put Tahitian vanilla in it. It's not really worth it. Good to know. Yeah, it's for things like ice cream or you know, like whipped cream or whatever. Like it's got a lot of aromatics that just get destroyed by heat. So, yay, yay, yay vanilla chat. <laughs> New England vanilla reviews. It's it, folks, if you if you're a baker at all. There's only one brand of vanilla you should ever buy. It's like, I think it's called Caswell Massey. And they they have all of the varieties I've just described. Even their just plain pure vanilla extract that's a blend is fine. It's better than anything else you will ever find. Do not use anything else. It's all the great British baking show uses too. And if you need any more endorsement than that, I have no idea what your problem is. I mean, maybe they don't watch the great British baking show. Then yeah. why not? <laughs> it's like it's Whoa, like dessert for your brain. Them's are some fighting words. <laughs> Seriously, it's like it's a it's ba- it's basically the the most you know happy, supportive, like you know communal environment of like a any um, reality show that I've ever seen. Like it's just watching that early in the pandemic just made made me happy. Like genuinely watching it just makes you happy. Like seeing everybody like cheering, you know, yes, they're competing against each other, but they're competing their skills. They're not competing. You know, they're not trying to undermine each other. They're yeah, supportive. It, it's of each a other very supportive environment. I fucking love it. And, hmm. and also like Paul Hollywood has the same birthday as me and we are intwi- intertwined forever. I love you, Paul Hollywood. Hmm. I feel honored to share a birthday with you. Also, this beer is great, and it makes me, and I think that Paul Hollywood would approve of this beer. Yeah. It tastes very much like a dessert. It does. Um, again, in. <clears throat> is that because of the uh, black currants? <laughs> oh, Lord. I'm not getting a whole much of black of the black currant. I definitely have the uh, blue. Uh, yeah, that's cherry. the one flavor that I'm not picking up on a lot. Oh, yeah. a lot of the tart in there is like the black. Courant. Um, blueberries uh, p- fucking tart as hell too, and yeah, cherries can and be cherries. sort of tart. I would say that the fruit flavor is more cherry than anything else. Um, I think that I'm the other two kind of blend a little bit more into the background. I definitely get the vanilla. Um, again, lactose is not something that one generally picks up on as a, you know, like oh, I can taste the lactose in there. It's more of like a a mouthfeel, a sweetness, like. Kind of, it, it, it's a contribution, not a distinct flavor. 
but yeah, I, I, so foundation doesn't make, I mean the, I think the that's my jam series is also a, a, like a tart ale versus a sour. Um, so if you, if you're a big sour fan and you really want that, like kind of mouth puckery quality, this is probably not what you're going to want to drink. Um, but the, if you, if that's a turnoff for you, but you like the concept of a fruity beer, this is going to be, you know, the foundation stuff is definitely going to be up your alley because you get a little bit of the tartness, but it's more like on par with the tartness that you would get from a fruit naturally. Mm. Um, it's going to be uh, m- like much less intense. And me personally, I like, I- I'm, I'm good with that whole spectrum. I-, I like fruit and beer pretty much wherever it shows up. It doesn't have to be super sour. Well, and bring out like a little bit of my wine knowledge. A lot of that tongue feel of this is from the tannins and the fruits that they're using. So that's what gives you that like kind of feeling on your tongue while you drink it. <clears throat> yes. It's good. So the la- yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. So the last beer that I wanted to that I wanted to bring up um, that you and I had TJ was I have a couple of quote unquote boring tree houses. I drank all of the quote unquote interesting ones um, that I got quite some time ago, but they're all styles that sit around fine. So it's fine. Um, we tried the trail, which is a German Pilsner from Treehouse, and which I, it, I thought it was fine. Like if you if you're a big fan of pilsners, which I am not, like it's good at what it does. Oh mm. yeah, it's a very solid pilsner. I thought that it had a lot more oomph than many of them do um, in terms of flavor. But like with pilsners, you're fairly restricted in terms of like what you can do with it. Um, so again, I like I gave it a three point seven five. I would say that it's a, again an excellent example of the style. If you're a big Pilsner fan, um, or I guess anything fan, uh, Treehouse is definitely worth checking out. They do the basic styles very very well. Um, I've definitely had a brown from them before too, and again that's solid. But like it just because it's not a thing that I'm going to personally get excited about doesn't mean that you might not, Mm. you know, if you, if you're used to drinking lawnmower beer and you want something that's, you know, a little bit better quality has a little more flavor, but like, isn't going to, you know, it's go take you places you're not ready for. That's not a, that's an excellent choice. Indeed. Nice. Like, I I would argue that Treehouse does pretty much everything they do well. Um, it's another one of those like Trillium. I think that that's what she said. Yeah, I think that Trillium does. <laughs> that's one of my favorites. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, actually, a lot of their milk stouts, like the uh, Nervous Energy or mm. um, oh come on, brain. There's other names. Because now all I can think is, ah, that's what she said. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for the twelve-year-old part of my brain. <laughs> um, no, th- but yeah, their 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 pastry milk stouts are 
fucking outstanding. Their IPAs are fucking outstanding. Um, yeah, they, and they don't, they've never, they've never got, they still haven't really gotten into sours, which is interesting. Yeah. Actually, no, they did that one. I've had one from them. They, so the sour program for them is a fairly new thing. Um, for those that don't know, they used to be in like a barn in a residential area in Monson Hmm. and have since moved their primary operation to Charlton in a gorgeous fucking facility that please go visit and hang out outside when it's nice out. They have a big wooden pavilion with an outdoor fireplace. They have Adirondack chairs set up on this picturesque hill with like, Oh yeah. And the the place place has like fountains and crap. Like it's gorgeous. It is absolutely worth a visit. The inside is gorgeous. Um, like I, 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 I love hanging out there. It's such a cool Um, spot. It really is. Remember when we could hang out places? <laughs> yeah. But so oh, the old Monson facility is at <laughs> the old Monson facility is actually where they're doing their sour program. Hmm. Oh, um, cool. I didn't realize they still had that location. Yeah, they still own it. It's just that they, you know, with, with sours, if you have the option to completely separate it, like is in separate buildings separate, then mm. like do it. Um, so they have a massive brewing facility in Charlton, so they can use Monson for barrel aging and sour, which the thing that surprises me is that they haven't had more come out of that yet at this point. But like, so I, in fairness, I haven't been there since sometime last year, but the, uh, I picked the last time or maybe the time before that i picked up from there i got that peach sour which i believe both of you have tried right Mm, do you remember the name um uh no Mm. i just remember that it wasn't good huh that's probably why i forgot it yeah Yeah. no i like i'm hoping that that's just since that was literally the first sour from them i've ever tried i'm hoping that it's just sort of we're new to this style and we don't quite have a handle on it yet because right. they do everything else really well. But like, again, it's one of the things that keeps them from being like uh, as high as Trillium on my list of places that I love because they like, I love sours and they don't do that well at mm. all at this point or much at all. But again, practice makes perfect. It, the Considering that was the practice first one. Practice makes better. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Per- perfection is a concept, not a reality. Yeah. It's like Screw zero. You, I'm perfect. Folks, his laughing is appropriate. <laughs> if anybody knows that I'm not perfect, it's these two. So tell me about your double whatever. Oh, it's a double New England IPA from a Bangor Beer Company called Disco okay. Sasquatch. It had a, a delightful label Ooh. with all, all sorts of, like, sparkly colors. Um, it was pretty good. I gave it a, a 425 for a, for a double IPA. It was very well-balanced and tasty. And um, So, given that we've never had it, what yeah. about it made you like it? Uh, I like the way that the hops all played together. Nothing stood out. Um, it didn't taste overly boozy. It was very drinkable for a double. 
Um, but it also didn't nice. impress so me that much. But it was it was solid. I think that might have been the first time I've had anything from Bangor Brewing, Bangor Beer Company. Excuse me. I've never heard of them. Yeah, I think they must be new. Cause same. Yeah, it makes. So so does that mean I should be hitting like RSVP when I go to Portland? Yeah, probably. Mm, so much more work and yeah. money. <laughs> yeah, that I'm looking I at my untapped, and that's definitely like, the only enough. one I've had. Okay. Yeah, I'm. I'm curious. Did we? Where? Where the hell did? Okay. Where did we go when we were in Bangor? Where were you? Where were you playing? Sea Dog, which is owned by Shipyard. Oh, okay. That's what I thought. I was like, it was something kind of boring at this point. Yeah. There's what, stuff you don't like Sea Dog Blueberry Ale? <laughs> Blue Paw. No. Yeah. It's fine. Again, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna begrudge them. I think that both, you know, like that Shipyard, Sea Dog, Kennebunkport Brewing, I think all of them like I would now consider boring. Hmm. I wouldn't have twenty years ago. Oh no. You know what I mean? Like it's just that they have a thing that works that people like. Why why the fuck would they change it? Right. Like I mean, Shipyard Pumpkinhead is probably the number one pumpkin beer in the country, so why the fuck would you do anything to it if like you make a you probably make a massive profit on that alone? Right. Yeah, like, like you, you get a huge amount of money from like I hate to say it, but like basic people. And, and don't get me wrong. Yeah. I am basic occasionally, like every once in a while to be like, yeah, you know what? Fuck it. I want a shipyard pumpkin head with the goddamn rim. <laughs> it doesn't do mean that it's good, us. but like right. it's something in, there's something enjoyable about that. There's like, oh, the, hell uh, yeah. like the same with like, <clears throat> for me, I'm not huge, a huge fan of like Sam Adams, but like there's something to be said about getting like a Sam summer at Fenway park. Mm. Like, yeah. I'm not a big baseball fan either, but uh man, there is like this mysticism of Fenway Park. Like I oh, love man. that park, but I don't care for baseball. And it That's sucks to see a concert it. in and mm-hmm. everything's horribly overpriced. But like there's and now if a, there's you're a smoker, magic about there's it. not even an there's not even a shitty gross alley that you can smoke in. You have to literally go into a bar that's on Well, you have to go through a bar. Mm. Well, through well, it it's part of the bar. Yes, you go into the bar and you go out in their back patio. Um, yeah, I spent way too much time there the last time I went to a uh, the last few times I've gone to a Red Sox game. Oh, like, that's often what happens for me anytime I go to a Sox game. Is like I'll go up to the seats and then I'll get bored and want to smoke a cigarette, so I'll go like you know a half a mile away essentially when you count the it's staircases. not half it depends when, when on you where count you are. the staircases no. <laughs> yeah if you count the staircases i guess i mean so like i'm trying to think the last two times that i've been to a Sox game okay folks i've never paid for red Sox tickets i have hmm. only been gone to, gone to show to the games that i've gotten free tickets for so I know, and TJ oh, has been with sucks me for every single too. one of those times. Oh, that's hilarious! I didn't realize that. <laughs> yeah, because I've, uh... I've been to Red three Red Sox games, and you've been oh uh, no, except one of those times. Because remember uh, when I brought Bill to the 
Gibson House Museum. Folks, if you like Victorian house museums, please support the Gibson House Museum. They actually have some rad new like merch and stuff. Uh, mm. My mom is on the board of directors. Actually, she's now the president of the board of directors. Huh, I didn't so, realize that. Good for Ruth. Cool. I mean, no, she didn't really want it. They, yeah, she I'm just, sure it was like forced on her because she cares the most about the place, but... I mean, yeah, that that's basically it. It was, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, s- support the Gibson House Museum. They do some great fucking shit. But like, so I brought my friend Bill to one of their benefits and he won Red Sox tickets that were this woman has had season tickets for the Red Sox for, I don't know, probably like 60 years or some shit. Like, yeah. I mean, this is one of those, like, I don't know if she's old money, but she probably is. Um, but she, Boston, there's a decent chance that she's mm, old money. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But she had like, bomb ass season tickets that also included entry to the Ro- Royal Rooters Club, which is only open to season ticket holders. You can't even buy your way into that place. Um, that's um, only open to certain season ticket holders. Yeah. And it, it fucking rules. If you ever get a chance to go inside it, do it. It rules. Like mm. that was probably the best octopus I've ever had in my life. Nice. Mm. Yeah. Like, I feel really bad eating octopus because they're so smart, but they do taste good. Not so, smart I mean, enough. I mean, well, most of the prepared, time we're eating squids, right. which are dumber, right? Squids are dumber than squids octopus. Are dumber. Okay, I good. So. I feel better dumb. about eating squids. <laughs> Again, but like, when prepared, when prepared right. Oh no! When you prepare octopus wrong, it's rubbery and gross. When you oh. prepare octopus correctly, it's just like. It's like if sea creature was cut like butter. Hmm. Yeah. It real good. Um, Trillium is the other place that did a really good job with it, believe it or not. I've never set foot in front of, uh, in, inside of uh, Fenway Park. I'm a uh, oh, sheltered um, New Englander. It's worth doing once. I will say that. Yeah. Um, I highly recommend. I don't know, getting like cheap tickets to a Sox game and just like wandering around and drinking if you don't care about baseball. Yeah, not um, so much. Like, I mean, it's cool to like sit out there and kind of get the experience, but you only really need that for like half an hour. And the game's like 16 hours long, so you right. might as well just wander around and like check out shit. And hey, hey, hey. And, like, a game doesn't go 16 hours. A game only goes like twelve, <laughs> <laughs> basically. Uh-huh. But like, yeah, oh, there's, this feels there's, like it. So there's other stuff mm-hmm. that's open to you along. Um, uh, it's not Yaki Way anymore. No, it's not Yaki. I um, forget what they named it. Um, uh, is isn't it like yeah. David Ortiz Way? No, it's not. Is it? I don't think it's a person. I think it's a concept. It's not like Liberty Way. It's something stupid though. Oh. Um, isn't it? I, don't I know. think Fuck. you might be right about that. Whatever. Yaki. It, it used what, to be once Yaki. Once was. It, like, the way once known as Yaki. <laughs> yes. The way once known as Yaki has a bunch of crap on it that's, like, a- accessible to you during a game. So, like, you can hmm. go, like, browse the merch store, go to, like, this bar that you can smoke at, and, like, other stuff. I mean, hmm. not in, but behind. In, uh, behind, yeah. They have a patio. It's the only place that's connected to... Like, they used to have that alleyway 
that was just like corralling all smokers into it. Oh yeah. But then I, mean, I think it became a liability issue. Something like that. So like, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not going to say that the bar isn't happy about this because the bar is like, Oh no, oh. I'll, I'll I'll go smoke a butt and I'll grab a beer on my way to go smoke a butt. Cause I can take yeah. that beer out back with me to drink yeah. while I smoke said butt. And since oh, I yeah. had to go so far to go smoke a butt, I'm more likely to chain smoke. Like, I don't know, two or three before I head back to my seat. Oh right? yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a dive bar. Like it's a, it's an appropriate dive bar. It, you know, and I'm sure that they make a shit ton of money out of being the only place that's connected to Fenway that you can smoke at now. Yes. Mm. Like. Also, smokers oh, often drink. Well, yeah. drinkers often. Yeah, no, smokers often mm. drink. There we go. Yeah. Bam. I mean, and plus by the fact that it's like by the time that you are at the point where you're like, I'm giving in and going and smoking, like you're probably had a couple already and you're more inclined to just sort of you know, stay where you are and keep drinking. Like I yeah. definitely had that happen. Before. And prices are lower. Surprisingly. Yeah. Prices are <laughs> way lower. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. it's not like, you know, a two bucks for a shit beer kind of place, but like, it's definitely like cheaper than the fucking park. I like, think it's like mm-hmm. six bucks for like a can of Gansett. Something but like that. Yeah. Then in the park, you're paying like thirteen fifty for a 16 ounce of Bud Light. And yeah. it's like, yeah, no, I think that I'd rather just, like, go and hang out and do that and can smoke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, but, yeah, I think we kind of did, like, so because the last time that you and I went to a game together was that time we got the, uh, oh, man, it was that box. What the hell was that box called? Whatever. We got we got some box seats or something. It was um, a box what, seat, was, but we had access to a box. Was that the time that... We saw that pop fly. I was having like wicked vertigo. We saw that pop fly come oh, up Dan and just like, it? oh Did yeah, it? no, it was the same one. Dan yeah. caught one, but then there was also a woman who caught one with her nose. Dan mm-hmm. caught one. Yep, same wow. same game. Yeah, Dan. Yeah, Dan, Dan like, one. uh, Dan didn't raw hand it. Dan had like that- a hoodie. Okay. Or no, he had like a flannel shirt and he held it up to like catch it. He didn't yeah. just like reach out and like <laughs> bam. <laughs> no, that's that's not Dan's. Yeah, no, no that that'd be way that, too badass yeah. for Dan. Sorry, Dan. We love you, Dan. We love you, Dan. We'll, I'll I'll see you next. I'll see you in a week at the movies thing. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. In case I hope it's not just outside. Oh, well, I was gonna say. I would say go get tickets for the movies thing if you have the uh, movies pop up from Kevin Smith from you know Clerks mm. and all that stuff. Chasing Amy um, fame. If you <laughs> from yeah. Red State fame. <laughs> from Yoga Hoses Tusk fame. fame. Uh, oh. oh man, what was the other? From Zach and Miri make a porno fame. Oh, hey, lots of people know that fucking movie. Come yep. on. Um, but yeah, like it, the, the movies pop up, I would shout out and be like, get tickets if they're left over, but we're going to, but you're not going to hear this before it's over. Yeah. So (laughs) yeah, we're giving that. So I hope you made it. (laughs) Hopefully it's red. Hopefully it's uh, worth the money. Yeah, and it's like rent because it's at fucking House of Blues, and apparently there's no like indoor part. I'm not sure if there is, but the only pictures I've seen of it 
are from outside, which makes well, me ditto. think it's only... They might have a no pictures inside thing, though. But still, why am I paying that much if I can't get a fucking picture? That's a good point. I mean, because you can get a picture from the outside, I guess. Speaking of Zach and Miri, I've Zach had like... Zach and make a porno? Yes. I've had like uh, three different women on Bumble tell me that I look like Seth Rogen. And it's like, thanks, I guess. <laughs> you do kind of look like Seth Rogen. Yeah. Not Jewish, though. I mean, less so as I've... I know less so as I've gotten to know you, but yeah. like a little, you'd still still do. Even, yeah. even though I've seen your face six hundred million times, you still kind of looks like Seth Rogen. So, yeah, I was going to throw mean, out a random uh, there's that picture of except for the mustache. You <laughs> still use that picture on your dating sites of like you with an accordion that makes mm. you look like a weird Mexican dude or something. No, uh, I don't. <laughs> You made me very self-conscious okay. about that picture. <laughs> <laughs> um, that picture sounds hilarious, and I'd like to see it one of these days. Yeah, yeah. TJ, because that because I want to see that if if it's just my brain that does that, or if it's like other people. Because I was like, is this guy white or is he Latinx? <laughs> like, I can't tell. I'm going to message him either way, but like. I'm not sure. Yeah. You're definitely not that next. You are like <laughs> super fucking white. Yes, I like, am. Like translucent white over most of your body. Irish, Scottish, and Swedish will do that to you. Mm. Let's start wrapping it up. I'm right. TJ Davis. Adios. Bye. You can say your name, Chris. I've been Chris Campbell, and I'm the I'm a boner. Yeah, and I, I'll show and them I've, a boner. And I've been Emily Schick, and I have a butt. <laughs> yeah, I do. By the way, folks, I keep changing my name in <laughs> Zencaster, so this episode I am butt cubed. Butt cubed because I was butt and then butt butt and now I'm butt cubed. And, and then on also, TJ's that's computer like the worst and damn Emily Schick I've ever heard. <laughs> like just because you know, if you're gonna do a good Emily, you should do like I'm Emily Schick and I'm the biggest idiot ever. Whee! There yeah, you go. That's good, my, Emily. It's my terrible. Emily impression like, needs help. Also, you're you're loud enough. Yeah, also you're loud enough that Bug could hear you through my uh, headphones. I'm sure she could. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I definitely overcapped the limits of what I can do with this, with that there. So I'm interested to see what that sounds like when we give it yeah. out to you, dear listener. I was going to say, Chris can attest to that, because, like, aren't there times when you've been belting something out and you have to, like, back the way the fuck off the microphone so that you're not, like, blowing it out? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. When you're singing high. When the when the producer yeah. walks in, they're like, um, you need to step about ten feet back from the microphone while you shout into it. It's like, oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> My yeah. bad. Same thing I, when I play trombone. I I can't. Honk. Yeah. Honk. I go honk loud. Yeah, Chris, Chris doesn't generally need a mic. I do not. Yeah, he does. I 
go honk yourself. Yeah. He I does. Just might. All the time. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no. We're, we're, we're wrap up, so let's wrap it up. Um, yeah. I've been TJ Davis alongside Emily Schick and Chris Campbell. Uh, Chris Campbell's gonna say adios, fuckers. Uh, I don't know if Emily's gonna do, like, the bye that we often do, but I'm just gonna say, oh, no, uh, no, what is it that you say, Chris? Because... Well, I fucked up his catchphrase, <laughs> but I'm just, I, I think that I should just go out with my like mighty boosh. Um, what is it? Matt Berry? No, it's not fucking Matt Berry. No, it's uh, I love Rich, Matt Fulcher. Berry, though. Rich Fulcher, but I do oh, love Matt Berry too. Both. I love both. They yes. are both great, and I love well, that both. That's are why like Snuffbox is so enjo- enjoyable too. Yes, because it's just Matt Berry and Rich Falter for the most part. Mm-hmm. Awesome, but um, yeah, Rich Falter in drag trying to proposition Howard Moon. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. I mean Harold Boone. No, Howard mm-hmm. Moon. Uh, Adios. <laughs> and on that, I'm gonna go piss. Bye. All right. I guess you and I. Well, I guess you and I are gonna well, get Chris and Kim fuckers, with... right? <laughs> oh, he oh, stole your thing. He stole my my tagline. <laughs> um. Are, are you are you gonna do it anyway? Uh, no, I feel like the moment's no. gone. No, yeah, but that's uh, you know that's just uh, that's just how life is. Let sometimes. somebody else take away your power, Chris. I know. And uh, on that bombshell, yes. we've been New England Beer Reviews. You can find us on <laughs> Facebook. You can find us on Facebook at New England Beer Reviews, Instagram at New England Beer Reviews, uh, Twitter any beer reviews. Uh, Patreon, New England Beer Reviews. Um, and not on YouTube, because you'll get a middle-aged man under the name New England Beer Reviews. <laughs> that comment describes me. I am a middle-aged man. No, I'm not. No. I'm close. I'm getting, ew, I'm getting close to middle-aged, but I'm ew. a woman, so. Yeah. All right. Ew. Well, on that bombshell... Bye!